Ilchot Hagiga Perek Gimal. In this chapter, Harambam is going to talk about one of the most fascinating misvot we have in the whole Torah, which is Misvat Hakhel, whereby Am Israel is commanded to read in public certain portions of the Torah we're going to say, so as to educate the nation, those who are coming to Bet Hamikdash, about the the most supreme thing we have, much above and beyond the king that we have. We're going to see how that's, how that's signified, which is the Torah. So just imagine if every seven years, as we have in Hakel, the, the American people would gather together in Washington, D.C. to learn about the Constitution, to hear about the Constitution. Think about the effects that would have on the nation, on the unity of the nation, on, on the kind of allegiance the people feel towards the constitution and so on and so forth. So Baruch Hashem that we have such a wise Torah and such such amazing misvot and uh, I'm very excited to be teaching this misvot hakel. Halakha Aleph. Misvot aselak hilet kol Yisrael anashim venashim bataf bechol mosai shemitak sheya'alu laregel. It's a positive misvot precept to gather all of Israel, men, women and children every year that follows the cycle of Shemitah, namely the eighth year of, of the Shemitah, meaning the first year of the cycle, the next cycle, as they are coming to Ali al to the pilgrimage, and to read in their ears, so to, read, to recite, Likrot means to recite more precisely, so that they hear, certain sections of the Torah that are going to are going to discipline the people, the Zarezotam, discipline them in the misvot and to strengthen their hands in the true in the true practice. Shaneemar, as a Pasuk says, this is Moshe Rabbeinu talking to Amisan in Parashat in in the book of Devarim towards the end. Um <clears throat> At the end of seven years, in other words, is at the beginning of the eighth year or the beginning of the first year of the next cycle of seven. Um, the moment of, of, the, of the year of Shemitah on the holiday of Sukkot, as Am Israel comes, the word Bo is very significant, it's very important, and we happen to be, we happen to have just read. Parashat Bo in the Torah, and I asked my kids this Shabbat, what is the difference between when Moshe Rabbeinu says to, to, to when Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Bo el paro, or Lech el paro? So the answer is, Lech el paro means just go, and it's go outside. Bo el paro means formally, officially, in other words, into the palace, into the palace. And every time it says Bo el paro, is Moshe Rabbeinu presenting himself formally to an audience in the palace, with Paro. So, Bi'at HaMikdash, Bi'at HaMikdash is the formal attendance of Bet HaMikdash. So, Bevochol Israel, when Am Israel are coming into Bet HaMikdash, then what should we do? Then you have to gather all the people, the men, the women, the children, and even the foreigner that resides in your cities. Halachabet. <coughs> So the rule is, as we learned in the pri- prior two chapters, there are a few people that do not have the misvah of coming to Bet HaMikdash, which is, is misvah Re'iyah. 
So whoever is exempt from Mitzvah Tariyah is exempt from the Mitzvah of Hakel, from coming and listening to a Torah once in every Shemitah cycle, except for the women and the children and those who don't have Berit Milah, who are Arelim, the uncircumcised. In other words, that they do need to come to Mitzvah Hakel. However, he who is uh, or she who is impure, then they are patur. They are exempt from mitzvah because the pasuk says bevo, which is to, as I said before, to formally come to Bet Hamikdash, and a person who is tameh is not allowed access into Bet Hamikdash. So therefore, that person is excluded from mitzvah. And it's clear, Barur means clear, that a tom-tom, we explained this before, is somebody who's, whose uh, reproductive organs are covered. We don't know if it's a female or a male. And anderoginas is somebody who has both reproductive organs. And in halacha, they are treated as an extreme case just to explore the limits of, of gender applicability of certain misfot. And they are always the example, tom-tom being the example of somebody whose gender is unknown. And that anderoginas is somebody whose gender is, is both, is both men, male and female. But in, in either case, because men and women are both hayavim in so whether you are tumtum or androginas, you'd be hayav in this misfa. When was this reading of Hakhel? Done. This was on Musae Yom Tov Rishon, the first holiday of Hag Sukkot, of the eighth day. <coughs> In other words, the beginning of Holam Oil of Sukkot, of the first day of Shemitah, but this corresponded really to the last cycle. So, although this is the first year of the next cycle, we call it Musae Shemitah. And who reads this portion of the Torah? This is amazing. It's the king who reads this portion of the Torah. So imagine that the king, by reading this, he's like presenting to his subjects, to the people, his own king. He's saying, I'm the king, you owe me your allegiance, but I, I and you all owe our allegiance to the real king, which is God through the Torah. And this will be read in Aizrat Hanashim. In other words, beyond, before the, the steps going, crossing into the Aizrat Israel. And he would read, he would read sitting down. This was all, only the case, I have to mention, with Malchei Yehuda, with kings from Yehuda. And there is some, some discussion about Yerov Am, opening his own Bet HaMikdash because he didn't want, he didn't want to be um, there in the presence of the king of Yehuda, of Rehav Am, while Rehav Am was sitting, signaling that he was a true king, while Yerav Am had to stand up. However, the king may stand up, and that's even more praiseworthy, which shows even more respect to the Torah, to the constitution. Okay, 
So what should the, person, should the king read? So he would read from Eliha Devarim, from the beginning of the fifth book of the Torah, which, by the way, the book of Devarim was as if it were Moshe as a king restating the Torah to the people of Israel. So he did it live. He did it. This was original material while he was doing it. But every king thereafter needs to sort of reenact this which Moshe Rabbeinu did in a smaller scale and using the words of Moshe Rabbeinu. Um, so you'll see here that um, Shema and Vihayim Shamoa are very important. And, and this might explain why those are the two parashiot we have in the Tefillin and in the Mezuzah. So the, the, the king would read from El Devarim until the end of Shema, until the, the end of Ve'ahavta, namely. Then he'd skip like five chapters until Ve'ahayim Shamoa. And then he would finish Ve'ahayim Shamoa and then skip just a few pesukim until Aser Te'aser. And then would read from Aser Te'aser until in the middle of, of Kitabo, um, uh, when... when uh, Towards the end of Kitabo, after the Berachot and Kelalot, until the words, which is almost at the end of, of Devarim, and that's where he stops. Halacha Dalet. Now we're going to describe how this whole event took place. And I really pray that may we have the Zechut to, to see this in our, in our days with our own eyes, because it, it's an amazing, it's a, it's a nationhood forming experience. Kesad so how would the person recite? How would the king recite? He should blow the hasoserot around all of Yerushalayim first to gather the people, to let them know it's time for the reading. Then they would uh, set up a, a large stage in the middle of Ezrat Nashim, made of wood, and and they'd and they'd have a um, and and they'd have the king go up there and sit down and read from there. And the reason he would go higher is is just a very technical reason, so his voice carries <coughs> uh, more easily to to the entire Azara. V'chol Israel. And everyone who was there for the Aliyah to the Hag, Hag, by the way, means, like in Arabic, Hajj, it means pilgrimage. Uh, so they took, obviously, the word from us, not the other way around. We've been around for a couple of thousand years, more, more than they have. Um, but that, So that's what Hag means. Hag is a pilgrimage holiday, which is why it's kind of ridiculous to say Hag Sameach for for Purim, or for Hanukkah, or for Atzma'ut, Yom Atzma'ut, all of which are important occasions, but not a Hag, because it's not an occasion in which we, we go to, to Bet HaMikdash. It's not a Hag. But whoever is there for the Hag, for the pilgrimage, is the one that's going to be part of this audience. Ve'chazana Keneset, noter sefetura ve'noter lorsha Keneset. And then the Hazana Keneset, he was the responsible for... It, the, there seems to have been, so, so that, that's what some people say, some Bet Knesset by Bet HaMikdash, and they had a Hazana Knesset. We don't know exactly what Hazana Knesset means. That, that's the truth. But some suggest that there may have been a, a Bet Knesset, and there was somebody who was responsible for that, for that place, um, and so to Rosh HaKnesset. 
but we don't know what these positions were. And I'm not sure that Harambam is trying to tell us what they were, but he's restating, as he always does, what the Gemara says in the Mishnah. And then Rosh HaKeneset gives it to the Seran, who is the vice Kohen Gadol. And the Kohen Gadol gives it to the king. So we are going up in importance, but more importantly, each of these people that is taking the Sefer Torah and passing it on is, by doing that, signifying that they also are honoring the Sefer Torah. In other words, they also are under the law. So that the Torah gets honored by a multitude of people. And then the king receives the Sefer Torah while standing, although he may sit down. And then he should, before he starts reading, he should say the same berachot that every person going up to the Bet Knesset nowadays says. And then he reads the parashiot, recites the parashiot that we said until he finishes. And then he wraps up the Sefer Torah. He, he, he um, wraps it around again. He, he, rolls it, he rolls it back. And then he says the same berachot that one would say after, say after reading the Torah in every Bet Knesset nowadays, but he adds seven additional berachot, and these are they. <coughs> and I'm just going to read them without explaining. That was the first one. Second one, Third one, so, just so you know, Rasi Adonai and Modim Anachnu, those are the same ones that we have in the Amidah. Then, that's obvious, that's the one we have in, in the Kiddush of Yom Tov. Or, or even in the Tefillah of Yom Tov. And these are the same ones that are said in the Amidah. And these are the three Berachot, with, and that's their formula. For the fourth one, he prays for the Bet HaMikdash that it should remain standing. And then he finishes off with HaShochen Besiyon. Very reminiscent, by the way, of the Berachot Kohen Gadol would do on Yom HaKippurim. You can go back and compare them. Hamishit mitpalel al Israel shetaamod malchutam vechotem bahabohar b'Israel. Fifth, he would pray about Am Israel, And he would use any words, it seems, that he wanted. But about Israel, that their kingdom, that their, their commonwealth, should remain. So first, the Beit HaMikdash should remain, then the, the Commonwealth of Am Yisrael should remain. And then he, he finishes off HaBoher Yisrael, the one who chooses in Am Yisrael. Shishit, mitpalel al ha-kohanim she'irseha ila avodatam v'chotem ba-mikadesh ha-kohanim. Then, about this, the sixth one, about the Kohanim, that may God receive their service. And he finishes off with Mikadesh ha-kohanim, the one who uh, selects the Kohanim. Shavi'ayid, mithanenu mitpalel ba-hakefim ha-shu yachol. The seventh one, he adds uh, any kind of bakasha and tahina that he, that he can think of, to the extent of his um, poetic abilities. What? And then he finished that off with And then the last one, he finishes off with something that's very similar to that beracha that a person should say when which is Hosha Adonai Amecha Israel, 
God, oh, save your people Israel, as your people need to be saved. Uh, blessing are you, God, the one who heeds or who listens to prayer. Both the reading, the recitation, and the blessings that come before and after must be done in Leshona Kodesh, in the language of Bet HaMikdash. Leshona Kodesh means the language that must be spoken in Bet HaMikdash. You may only speak in Bet HaMikdash in, in Leshona Kodesh. That's why it's called Leshona Kodesh, the language of Bet HaMikdash, which happens to be Hebrew. And how do we know that? Because the Pasuk says... You, you shall recite this Torah, and this Torah means to us, or is read as meaning, that is this Torah in its language, Bilshona, in its original language, irrespective of whether or not within the audience or in those who are reading, there is people who speak other languages. And even foreigners, in other words, people who have just joined Am Israel and don't yet speak Hebrew fluently, even they, they have to, to, to prepare themselves and to stand and listen and, and really pay attention with a lot of respect and awe and trepidation, just like as if they, they were standing on the day that the Torah was given at Har Sinai. And this is something that I think we should take to heart. Every time we hear the Torah, and for those of us who are fortunate enough to read the Torah for the Sibur, what we are doing, um, so first of all, when we read the Torah, we are, the, the reading of the Torah on Shabbat and Mondays and Thursdays is the Derabanan version of Akhel, right? So, there is only one mitzvah from the Torah of reading the Torah, and that is mitzvah takhel, which we don't have, unfortunately, nowadays, which is once every seven years. But every time we read it, uh, the, the parasha of the week, we, we are, in a way, doing a little bit, a mini version, a rabbinic version of that. And similarly to what happened here, the attitude that one should have is, I'm not listening to the Baal Kore, I'm listening to the words of the Torah, to the words of God, just like I'm not listening to Moshe Rabbeinu when I, listen to, when I listen to the words of God, I'm listening to God himself. Moshe happens to be the shaliyah, the, the, the rasul, the, the, the messenger, the emissary. And so too, the person who is reading the Torah happens to be the messenger, the shaliyah, the instrument through which I am listening to the words of God Almighty. And therefore, that's, that should be the attitude when, when we hear the Torah being read in the Bet Knesset, just pretend that you are standing at Har Sinai and listening to the words coming directly from God. And, and so too, a person who is reading the Torah for others should have that in mind, that they are acting right now as a tool, as the instrument, as the, the, the messenger, the emissary, the intermediary between the words of God and the nation of Israel. So we spoke about the, the Gerim that don't know even how to donors in Hebrew. So how about somebody who knows Hebrew so well, they know the Torah back and forth. So they too, they too should listen with an extra added special attention. And 
אלא לחזק דת האמת. And whoever cannot physically hear, because, you know, the, the, the king's voice wasn't, wasn't a, a thousand decibels, and, and, and obviously there's going to be people who cannot actually hear, so those two should at least, at that time, concentrate and, and at least pay heed and pay attention to the, the event itself. Because the, the point of, the, of this mitzvah is to to strengthen the true practice. And he should just see himself as though right now what's happening, whether or not he can hear the actual words from the king reading the Torah, that right now he's being prescribed the entire Torah. And that God himself is uttering those words. As the king right now is acting as nothing but a messenger, an emissary, intermediary, just to convey the words of God himself. Just a very technical halakha to finish off the, this chapter. If the day of Hakel falls on Shabbat, in other words, the, la- the first day of Sukkot was a Friday, then we wait for Misvat Hakel until after Shabbat, until Sunday morning. Because of the blowing of the trumpets, which is something that we don't do on Shabbat, and don't ask me right now, why not? It's Shavuot and we don't, do, we don't care about Shavuot in Bet HaMikdash. I don't know. And same with Tehinot. Tehinot are all the, the prayers that the Melech would come up with. And these are specifically prayers of request and of imploration. So those kinds of prayers, unlike what we see in Batei Chenesed everywhere nowadays, where on Shabbat we have Mishaberach for this, Mishaberach for that, Mishaberach Lacholim, Hayalet Zahal, and, and whatnot. In reality, halachically speaking, Shabbat is not a day on which we are supposed to ask for anything. And pay attention to this. We are moving the Misvav Hakhel, which is done once every seven years, with the king and the whole people and everything else. And this important mitzvah that, 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 that we just spoke about, we are, we are postponing it an entire day just because the Berachot that would be said before or after, rather, have the now within them, have a little bit of a request, and we don't disturb the day of Shabbat with requests. So I think we should all take a message from this very point.